Darby cast on a Monday morning. And you know what Mondays are? Sports. And I kind of regret that because there's not a whole lot going on in the sports world. But let's be honest. The sports world, it was getting a little, a uh, little bit of a, a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a. And I think a lot of you know what I mean by that, right? Like, there's so many, ESPN, what have you done to sports? And it started halfway through the time I was finishing up high school. The time they, uh, they introduced Rachel Nichols. Somebody do a fact check on that. When was Rachel Nichols brought on to ESPN? Because that's when it went to garbage. I'm Rachel Nichols, ESPN. She really drew out that end. I didn't like it. Still don't. I'm Rachel Nichols, ESPN. And it's like, God. Just show me more Scott Van Pelt. Stuart Scott. That's it. I don't, you know what? I don't need anybody else. Just run those two guys and don't be a 24-hour network. Don't do it. Did ESPN cover 9-11? Is that what got them on the 24-hour cycle? Like, long gone are the days of late-night television because there's always something on. What used to be on ESPN? Infomercials? For, you know what it was? It was back-to-back-to-back AAU champions, Tommy Mansky. Whoo! I think that commercial would just play uh, nonstop. Some might even say back to back to back. Whew! I miss those days. I miss them. I miss them. So I was on ESPN.com uh, this morning, and I'm looking at the content, and it's... You know, I like Stephen A. Smith. I, I love that wily jackass. He just, he has figured out his niche that he gets to just yell at whoever he wants. And he gets paid big bucks and he laughs in people's faces. He's good. He's good. If I ever get a chance one day to talk to Stephen A., I don't even know if I'll be able to get a word in. He might just yell at me the whole time for whatever. Maybe he didn't like my take on spike ball. Who am I kidding? Of course, he would love it. He'd love it. He'd be on my side. He'd be on my side. Um, but I was just watching him uh, rip into Mel Kuyper Jr. And it's like, whoa, Mel, your face continues to become more and more harsh. You have a beak, and I don't know what's going on, but you got a full head of hair, and I respect it. So they were, they were uh, rattling on about the Cincinnati Bengals, as if anybody – Anybody, even if the NFL, uh, the, the prospect of the, of the NFL season, uh, if it were just a normal year, nobody gives a fuck about the Bengals. You know, you get it. Listen, I love when I was a youth, I loved the Bengals uniforms and I like Corey Dillon. I knew nothing of Cincinnati as a city. I still don't. But I remember Corey Dillon and those cool unis. They had a little bit of Chad Ochocinco. He dominated uh, the ESPN stories for a while. You know, doing, doing the name change. Did he ever change it back? Fact check that. Somebody get on it right now. 
how envious am I of a guy like Joe Rogan who has his little minion, Jamie, so he can just say whatever he wants. And he says, Jamie, look into that. God, what ultimate power. Hey, uh, Jamie, can you check to see if Mel Kuyper does in fact have a really harsh looking face? Oh, wow. Wow. That's what, you know what? If everything goes right, that's where this is headed. That's where this is headed. I'll get my very own uh, Jamie. His name will be, um, I don't know, Kyle. And he's probably going to be drinking beers and I'm going to have to have a couple talks with him about it and be like, Kyle, you're you're kind of, can I, can I talk to you for a second, Kyle? Just over here. And he's going to respect what I say to him, which is like, tone it down on the beers, man. We're, we're trying to do, we're trying to do something here. And you're like, I just need you to look up pictures on Google images and you're not doing it. That's it, Kyle. You son of a bitch. So back to sports. I'm, I'm on ESPN.com. And after I've watched Stephen A. just rip into Mel Kuyper, and it was like a, a three-way split screen, I don't even know who was in the third screen because they didn't say a goddamn thing. They didn't say anything, which is, that's really par for the course uh, for ESPN is just put a body on screen. And no matter what they're saying, they're not saying much. It's true. It's true. I'm Rachel Nichols, ESPN. Whatever happened to that? Um, listen, there's probably people who still watch ESPN religiously, and I feel bad for you. And you knew, you know all the all the new people. Like, I quit ESPN when they brought that guy, uh, Brian Windhorst, on. I was like, nope, I'm not having fat people cover sports. I'm not. I will not do it. I won't do it. I won't do it. You know, they overplayed their hand. You know, the fat fat people are a, they're a protected class now for whatever reason. We need more fat people representation in sports. And it's like, no, we don't. No one. No, 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 no. Wrong, wrong, wrong. We, no, no, we, we want we want everybody in sports to be uh, something for the youth to aspire to be. I don't want some fat kid to be like. I want to shovel potato chips, candy bars, and ice cream all at the same time because, hey, Brian Windhorst is doing it, and he seems like he's doing fine. No, wrong message. Wrong message. Totally wrong. Incorrect. But I'm on ESPN.com, and one of, one of their like featured videos – is Serena Williams and Rob Gronkowski in different um, places in their houses. They are playing some sort of video uh, tennis match, not on a video game, but just live videos of each other. Neither person is uh, with a tennis racket. And Serena's like giving Gronkowski, who, who some people call Gronk, She's like coaching him and being like, yeah, you got to let the racket do all the work. And I'm just kind of scratching my head and just being like, what the fuck is going on? Like, stop. Stop. Listen, Gronk, you're off brand. Go slug some beers. And you know what? On, on behalf of everybody everywhere uh, who enjoys a white claw uh, during spike ball, why don't you do that, Gronk? 
Once you get down, once you get your fucking behind down to the beach and have a little fun, you, you might get the invite one of these days. If you bring um, some white claws and if you bring a pack of Trulies rival to white claws, we're going to send you off the beach. Serena, great player. Great player. You know, listen, dangerous turf these days as a bro. Talk about talk about ladies. You talk about, um, you know, black chicks. I'm going to have to cut this out of the show. Because no matter what I say, I'm going to get in hot water. I can't say, wow, this chick's built. She's got fucking juicy quads. And I'm sure she's really nice. She seems nice. Not on the court. She's fierce. And she talks about that. You know, Serena talked about that in a YouTube video that's really obscure that I happened across as I was on like a six hour. You know, you start on YouTube and you're thinking to yourself, Nah, I'm not doing anything. And you see some video in trending that says like birds used to be as big as school buses. Here's how they killed kids. And you're like, yeah, sounds kind of cool. And it's weird. The things that, that show up in trending, right? Cause that's what I just said. That's probably been up there a handful of times. And you're just wondering like, who's what, what? But anyway, the Serena Williams video, she talks about how she compartmentalizes uh, her personality into, into all of these, um, and they have different names. It's fascinating. Fascinating. And it's like not, it's not like a DID thing, you know, dissociative identity disorder. It's not. It's not. Um, or maybe it is. Who knows? I'm not a clinician. Fuck off. So she talks, and, and when she's on the court, when she's on the court, she gets into this persona who is just like constantly in a state of hype and murderous rage. But then when she's doing like an Adidas commercial, um, her she goes into this character of dazzling princess and she softens up and it's like it's pretty cool range. I don't know if that um, behind the scenes, if that's a difficult thing to manage, like you're just, uh, you know, you're scrambling up some eggs and then all of a sudden uh, you get into uh, on the court mode and you just start smashing dishes and have to apologize to everyone around you. Or maybe you're still in it. You don't come down. You just start killing people um, with a tennis racket, but you're in the kitchen. So it's a butcher knife. Who knows? Who knows? You know? I don't know. I don't know anything about it. It's all food for thought. Research it. Kyle, look that up. God damn it, Kyle. Look it up. Is that a Bud Light Lime, Kyle? You, you know, get out. You, you're done for the day. You come back tomorrow? You come back tomorrow? Like a pro. I'm trying to talk about sports here. And you're drinking watered-down fruit-flavored beer, and I'm sick of it. You should be too. Get the f oh, Kyle! Don't give me that look. You're out of here. Take the day off. So, anywho, sports. Yeah, ESPN, ESPN's a bunch of trash these days, and it has been for a while. It's, it's slowly, it's spiraling. It's spiraling. When you've got to watch, when you've spent an entire day on a Sunday for one-third of the year watching seven hours straight of commercial-free football, this is NFL Red Zone. Like when you've done that, 
and then you have to flip it after you've had a taste of the sports ambrosia that is NFL Red Zone with Hanson. Oh, and if you're a, if you're an Andrew Siciliano uh, person, I'm not going to knock you. You already know what I'm thinking. You're thinking it about Siciliano. So we're going to leave that unsaid. But Hanson, God, that guy's a fucking pro. Seven hours straight up making calls. When does he eat? When does he pee? Drops trowel underneath the desk. That's Hanson for you. That's a pro. So you got that level of hustle and heat and just highlights for seven hours straight. It really puts your brain on overload. I think it's it's quietly ruined my attention span for watching a sporting event in its entirety, and I'm not that mad about it because I don't want to be the direct TV guy on Sunday who's actively changing channels, you know, sitting around and be like, oh, I wonder what's happening with that Bengals game. And it's like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, the, the kind of the people who do that, they're fans of the Bengals. And hey, enough said, right? Enough said. You don't want to be discoing on the on the direct TV. You want NFL Red Zone on. You want to leave it to the pros. You want you want Hanson telling you we've got a quad box situation where where your TV gets split up into into four separate screens as if you were playing uh, local multiplayer uh, James Bond 007 Goldeneye N64 90s incredible game. Proximity Mines in complex, underrated level, very underrated. But back to Hanson in the quad box. I think the biggest, the biggest box I've ever seen, aside from that one gal, Katrina, is, um, is the Octabox. It's the Octabox. And Hanson, he's not just going to rip that out for show. It's because there are eight games happening live, second half of the early games and we've got scoring opportunities for the Jaguars, Steelers and Ravens and Saints and Patriots and Bears and Packers and also the Niners. Hansen is bringing us Octobox and that's NFL Network. NFL Network they've still got they've still got it. NFL Network hasn't just bent over to Saying, oh yeah, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna get a couple players from different sports and take videos of them uh, playing uh, playing catch with a football. But there's here's the catch: there's not going to be a football, and they're both going to be indoors. And we're gonna put it up there, and one of the players is gonna coach the other player about how his footwork isn't good inside his living room. Thanks for not doing that, NFL Network, and and if. And if this is somehow going on and I just don't know about it, handle it. Get it canceled. I don't want any of that on NFL Network. I don't want it. But you NBA, you know, NBA fans right now are probably feeling pretty sorry for themselves. And I'm going to go into a sensitive area. Yeah, I'm going to go into a real sensitive uh, area. We'll talk a little bit of Kobe. Is it just me? Like, listen, Kobe passing away. Guy was a great player. Loved watching him as I was growing up. From LA, greater Los Angeles area, not uh, anywhere inland. Let's make that a distinction. I'm on the I'm on the perimeter, greater Los Angeles area. It's huge. It's a mess. 
but I was a, you know, Lakers fan. Occasionally go to a game, you know, when, uh, when some rich fat cat down the street would be like, yeah, I've got season tickets, but I've got to like go to Bermuda and, you know, fuck chicks, whatever he was saying. He probably just had a business trip going to like Dallas. The Bermuda thing sounds way better though. Um, he had a family. He, he wasn't doing that. He wasn't going to Bermuda, but he had Lakers uh, season tickets. So we'd go to some games occasionally. I saw Kobe live. I saw him. I saw him. Great player. Great player. But can we just talk about how wildly inappropriate the response was by the general public to his passing? It was really overblown. It was overblown. And there were grown men crying over this. And I was like, what? Like, yeah, it's, it's sad. It, it's like, I think it's sad. It's tragic. And then they, and then dudes like tried to make it be like, no, like I was, I was sad about his daughter. And it's like, wh- why? Like, um, like granted it's a tragedy, but you know, and this is an unpopular take, but it's like, listen, you didn't know them at all. You didn't know them at all. You lived vicariously through Kobe shooting jump shots. And it's like, yeah, you should, probably should have had a couple other things going on in your life. I read um, a grown ass man post on Instagram, which you shouldn't be doing anyway, dudes. Um, you kind of want to scale that back. You, you do. But this guy, he wrote a, he wrote a post and he was like, thank you so much, Kobe, for all that you've given me. I felt so alone as a, a kid and you taught me to um, be myself and be a champion. And I'm just saying, what the fuck is happening right now? You just wrote like a social media eulogy. Like, and I... You duped me into reading this? Like, what in the world? You know, I'm fine when, you know, on that, on that day, on the, on, you know, maybe the next day afterwards. It's cool. Watch some Kobe highlights. I don't mind those posts. I don't mind those at all. You know, best highlight account on Instagram, aside from uh, Bob Menery. Bob Menery, what a fucking professional. That guy is great. I love everything he does. He plays it perfectly. He does. He's never gotten in trouble. Maybe he has. I don't know. But he's still a good dude. He was ripping it. You know who else was ripping it? House of Highlights. House of Highlights, great highlight account. Great basketball highlights. But those aren't the only ones. They've been playing it a little. I get it. The quarantine, they've been playing stuff where it's like a lot of trick shots. They're playing a lot of trick shots. You know what? Those are pretty cool as well. So hats off to you, House of Highlights. But Kobe's passing, really, it was like indicative of the hive mind, right? Because you're plugged into the, to the matrix, right? In the internet and your phone and your TV and your, and your tablet. And you're, and you're reading and watching so many things that are just going way too hard on Kobe's passing. You got Mel Kuyper Jr. in there, like trying to, you know, for whatever reason, tell people about um, how helicopters work. And it's like ESPN, you are so off brand right now. You have been just somehow recalibrate, do anything, but you're, you're fucking up. And that's on Disney now. I mean, Disney's owned ESPN for a while and it shows. Disney's a a flaming pile of garbage now. Walt Disney, bless his heart, he's probably rolling over in his grave right now at uh, at what his, uh, he just wanted to draw a silly uh, mouse driving a steamboat. 
And he did. And now he's got Mel Kuyper Jr. talking about uh, helicopter aerodynamics. Sorry, Walt, we've failed you. We've failed you as an artist, a dreamer, an entrepreneur, and an American. I digress. So everywhere is putting out these fucking ridiculous, absolutely astroturfing and canvassing uh, the American public with, you should be super sad about Kobe right now. Be super sad. Be super sad. Be super sad. You should be sad. This is tragic. Be super sad. And everybody got sad, predictably. Everybody who's real connected to, uh, you know, their phones and the and computers and shit, they were like, you know, dudes were like hugging each other over it. And it's like, I don't know if I've ever been this sad about it, about anything, the, what I'm seeing in you. And maybe that's just a, am I the one who's out of touch? I don't think so. I think, I think Kobe's uh, passing yielded a wildly inappropriate emotional response from just about everybody. But it was like kind of, it was put out there by, by, you know, pricks at ESPN. Right. And then it just, and then it just got out of control from there. You st- now it's, God, information travels so quickly. And it's not just the information, it's the emotion behind the information. So you just got this emotional warfare going on that you got to protect yourself against by, uh, check that, playing spike ball at the beach with your friends. Find the girl of your dreams. She's there in a tasteful one piece. No problems. Yeah, sports. ESPN just, let's be honest, ESPN became a political vehicle. They started... They started politicizing things, sneaking some stuff in. Now they do it shamelessly. It's so it's it's like, come on, guys. Come on, Disney. We know you're we know you're like super, super left leaning. But like, can't you just stick to sports? Can't you just stick to sports one time? I don't give a fuck about the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't care about them at all. But I would rather watch Stephen A. yell at Mel Kuyper Jr. and his harsh face then uh, then hear about this emotional expose on God knows what. And like, you know, I'm fine with you doing a 30, you know, do a 30 for 30. Do a 30 for 30 Kobe Bryant and have the artistic integrity to not carpet bomb the channel for a month and a half with remembering Mamba, week of the Mamba, month of the Mamba, remembering Mamba. And just taking interviews with fucking randoms. Here we are with Hector Camacho, Mexican boxer. Uh, what do you think about Kobe's passing? And be like, I don't know. It's just a thing, but like, it's really sad. And I just uh, go Dodgers. And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? Meanwhile, dudes across the nation, they're losing their minds and they're getting together. And guys who have never prayed in their lives, they're they're praying to to God and Jesus and saying like, bring him back, bring him back, bring Kobe back. And it's like, dude, what has gotten into you? What is, what has gotten into you? I am actually really looking forward to Monday sports. I am, I am because I get to, I get to just trash all the things that are unrelated to sports that are injected forcibly into the world of sports. Can we trim the fat? Can we make a sports network that only plays sports? None of this talk opinion bullshit. None of this 
trying to be silly, trying to be funny, that's super manufactured. And it's like, guys, just stick to the fucking, like, stick to sports. They really, you know, ESPN tried to appeal to female viewers at the expense of alienating, like, half or more of their male viewership. And you know what? They were smart in doing that. And as much as dudes fucking hate how ESPN has become, I'm one of them. Do you know why? Do you know why they did it? Do you know why sports turned into this uh, lovey-dovey periphery nonsense of emotional napalm just scorching the village that was your your sanctuary of sports? Because they want to serve the ads, the commercials, to the chicks. That's right. That's right. I don't know if you know, but dudes don't buy a bunch of random shit. I mean, they don't buy as many consumer products. Disney is saying, hey, we're a big, we're a big company. ESPN, a lot of people watch it. We can serve some ads to people. But, but here's the deal. Turns out we broke out into a focus group and gals like sports, um, They like consuming sports in a very different way than dudes do, and it sucks, but we can sell um, higher-priced advertising space to other massive corporate conglomerates if we appeal to ladies because ladies, they buy shit that they see in ads. It's true. It's true. And no knock on them, but ads are targeted at gals with some pretty pretty thick uh, emotional appeal. Right. Like, listen, I don't really watch TV or have the opportunity to watch a lot of commercials. I mean, listen, I still get hit with commercials just like the rest of you, whether I want to or not. But like, you'd have to think that out there, maybe a couple of months ago on ESPN, they were doing like apostrophe membering Mamba by Alexis. And then a bunch of gals who were Lakers, Lakers fans, sort of like kind of. They like kind of live in LA and they own a Kobe jersey and they would occasionally throw it on and, you know, drink a drink a beer and feel like, you know, one of the boys. Yeah, that's an ESPN thing. Getting chicks to be like, to put on a jersey like a like some fat dude from the Midwest. That's really a fat dude from the Midwest thing, putting on a jersey. And I'm fine with that. I don't mind that at all. I think that's pretty cool. But then you just got the chicks into it. And yeah, they make the jerseys look a lot fucking better, right? Than a fat guy in the Midwest. I get it. They look great. They look great. But it's all to sell Lexuses. It's all to sell a Lexus. It's a Lexus. Boom. Uncork that one. Cat's out of the bag. I feel bad for people who have just been watching sports, but haven't been able to articulate like, you know, they're just like, why is why does sports kind of suck now? Why why has shit gotten all fucking weird? It's to sell uh, things to chicks. That's it. That's it. Look at look at the number of ads targeted at females. Look this up. I sent Kyle home for the day. He can't look up the numbers, but if you want to look up real information and not just get hit with a bunch of ads, go to Google Scholar, and you will find you know empirical evidence on what's what. And you'll see that that in terms of consumer goods and just overall purchases made, boy, females are leading the charge in a big fucking way, in a big way. And that helps our economy. 
that that is do you know that that's our entire economy is convincing uh, using highly uh, emotional and politicized language and events to sell shit to chicks? Do you know that that's our entire economy? Because it pretty much is. It pretty much is. You know, maybe this is a little foreshadowing for an economics Wednesday and say that our uh, economy based on um, importing cheap consumer goods from foreign countries and then selling them at huge markups to chicks, fat chicks especially. Oh, how easy is it to market to fat chicks? You just don't call them fat chicks and you make them feel like they're just worth a million bucks. And boy, do they just fucking love those ads featuring a fat chick. Fat chicks, seeing an ad featuring a fat chick. Oh, I could just pound a Diet Coke thinking about it. Right? Right? That's it. That's it. You notice there's a lot of fat chicks on TV now? It's because a lot of there's a lot of fat chicks in the country. And we want to market to them because it's super, super fucking easy. They clearly have impulse control issues. Prime target for buying stupid shit. Let's get them involved in ESPN. Maybe we flash a couple uh, of segments with Brian Windhorst, that big old fucking slob. And then those fat chicks are like, fat acceptance. It's, it's here. But that's only on TV. Okay? Let's make no mistake about it. It's very interesting how there's been this big push, but in real life, people are like, no, fat people are kind of gross. But on TV, it's like, wow, did you see that humongous fat chick who did um, a nude expose for Sports Illustrated? And it's like, listen, Sports Illustrated used to be about hot chicks and sports. And I, it was cool. It was cool. But as it turns out, people weren't buying enough. And they're like, ah, oh, fuck, we got to find a new audience. What about fat chicks? And, and somebody in the boardroom was like, is that even on brand? And, um, and then the guy who came up with the idea is like, it is now, faggot. And the other guy's like, don't call me that. And, and the other guy's like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to just, uh, I'm fired now. I'm done. But they keep the idea of fat chicks. Listen, ladies, buy stuff. Look up the numbers. Look up uh, by demographics, whatever you want. Look, chop it up by whatever segmentation you want, but it's gals who are leading the charge in everything. In everything. It's not, then they're not always spending their money. They're spending people's money. They're spend, they might be spending their guys' money or their money. I don't know. But they're spending it. They are spending it. And that's why we got to target ads at these gals. That's why we got to do it. If you're an advertiser, what a bunch of fucking money you're wasting uh, by targeting dudes. That's just ad revenue gone, right? So this is the kind of stuff that we've, uh, we've kind of had to put up with. Listen, cat's out of the bag. The reason sports are no good on major networks, you know, with the exception of like NFL Network, is because of um, because they're like, hey, let's just sell stuff to fat chicks. And somebody says, well, what about the sports? And that's a damn good question. What about the sports? 
I'm I'm fine with ESPN doing their little emotional exposés and targeting only females. But like, how about you, if you're going to do that, please remove the sports from your channel and let other networks kind of pick them up, maybe make the contracts with uh, with the leagues, then just kind of have some sports channels, right? I'm going to be honest. I haven't, today was the first time that I went to ESPN.com in upwards of five years. Upwards of five years. And I'm an avid fantasy footballer. I bet you're, you're thinking to yourself, how'd you pull that one off? It's called going to other websites, jackass. Of course, I'm going to go to other websites. Of course. Listen, if I want NFL news, I'd rather hear about player injuries than some linebacker who may or may not be a homosexual. But but that's like the front page of ESPN. And it's like, God bless you, man. Like, I guess that's a thing. I guess that's cool. But like, that's not really why I watch the NFL. It's not. It's okay. It's okay. Listen, that's your life doesn't need to be a part of uh, my uh, consumption of of the sport. And I think that's fair. I think a lot of, uh, you know what? A lot of people feel that way. A lot of people don't say shit like that because they're pussies. And there may be a time when I regret saying this, when I'm like, ah, was it worth it to speak the truth? But you know what? I think it is. I think it is. Let's just establish that. That that is, that is the downfall of sports. Is these companies, they're greedy as fuck. They're just trying to milk you dry and they understand they understand they have a very limited time with you and your attention span. So they've got to take the high percentage shot. Right. Right. And what what are those high percentage shots? Layups and dunks. And metaphorically, what are those things? Fat chicks and chicks who are slightly overweight. And I think that's going to do it for uh, I think that's going to do it for today on Darby cast. And if you're just joining us, Welcome. If you're coming from the Wild Times podcast, Forrest Galante, welcome. Forrest, real good dude. I've known him for a long time. Chill, bro. Eventually, he'll probably be on here multiple times. Multiple, multiple, multiple times. And uh, we'll play it fast and loose. That'll be that. But yeah, it's DarbyCast. Go ahead. Check us out. A little at Darbyshire USA. If you are on the Instagram or Facebook or TikTok, it's all at Derbyshire USA. Website is DarbyshireUSA.com. Check out the merch. Check out the merch. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart. Get the book. Kindle, iBook, Nook, Kobo. I don't even know what Kobo is, but it's an ebook uh, distributor, and the Derbyshire books are on there. But I'll tell you what, Monday Sports, I think this was uh, a lot of hot takes in this one, but let's be honest. You might call this an opinion piece, but it's just the facts. Okay. Okay. And if you got something to say about it, don't you go ahead and email us info at DarbyshireUSA.com with your comments. And you might get a reply from staff at DarbyshireUSA.com. But I'll tell you what, enjoy the rest of your Monday. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. I hope you had a fun-filled weekend of some spike ball, some white claws, some romance. That's what I'm hoping. That's, I'm, I'm hoping you had some romance. I'm hoping you didn't watch any ESPN and the draft. The NFL fucking draft. I can't even get into this right now. I can't. I could, but I won't. Because um, I got shit to do today. 
I got it. I, listen, I, I can't, as much as I would love, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm going to cut it off right here. It's over. Have a great day. Darby cast. Run it.